0: Well, if you're listening last month on Leisurelink, we caught up with uh, Lexi Genewick from Crime Stoppers. We're going to speak to Lexi every couple of months on Leisurelink, and every couple of months on Focal Point. And this evening, it's uh, Focal Point's turn, and Lexi's on the line. Lexi, lovely to, uh, to catch up with you again.
2: Wonderful to catch up with you too, Peter. Aren't we clever going across two programs? It's excellent stuff.
0: <laughs> we are very, very. We well, are very, very clever. Anyway, I'll. Uh, Oh bow to your superiority. Um, This is a very important topic, um, fishing, but uh, not as we might think as fishing. That's
2: exactly right, Peter. I always, um, you know, I'm a bit of a dork with my jokes, but I always think it sounds really fun (laughs) because it's fishing as in, um, you know, it it might sound like the fishing we do over summer, or indeed year round if you're a really keen fisherman or woman. But fishing scams with a PH refer to a really insidious um, scam that happens online and also by phone right across um, Australia and indeed the world.
0: What happens? Because uh, it doesn't
2: sort of matter. You might think, oh, I'm not
0: on the internet or I don't have a smartphone, but that doesn't uh, immune you from it, does it?
2: No, that's exactly right, Peter. So phishing is, um, it really kind of is an umbrella term for a really common scam that can be used to lure in unsuspecting people into handing valuable personal information or indeed money. They can be conducted by phone call, text, email and even on social media. And how it works is that scammers often claim to be a reputable from a reputable company, whether it be your bank or another organisation. And what they do is they convince their target to verify or update personal details, such as bank account numbers, passwords or other information that's personal. And then these details can be used to snatch your money and in some cases actually lead to identity theft, which is a very, very serious problem.
0: And I I notice uh, in some of the information you've sent, uh, I mean, when you talk about money, we're talking about billions of dollars that uh, people can lose over a period of time.
2: That's exactly right, Petty. In fact, I mean, these are all estimates, but last year um, the Australian Competition and uh, Consumer Commission's Scam Watch estimates that Australians lost close to $4 million to this scam alone, which is a staggering amount and really quite extraordinary. Mm. And they found that through their studies that um, men were mainly targeted it which is um it's it's really awful no matter how old you are or what gender you are anyone can fall victim to these kinds of scams so it's really important that people know about them and indeed you know follow some of our tips to to protect themselves from them
0: we'll get to them in a second i guess the other thing is with something like this Lexi, is that uh, there might be people that are scammed and, and don't admit it so in a sense it's probably a hidden number that uh four million could be you know Many times that.
2: You're very right, Peter. With scams, it, it doesn't matter if it's phishing scams or, or any any kind of scam really, there is an element of shame that comes mm. um, with it if you are a victim. But we're really wanting to empower people to not feel ashamed if they become um, or fall victim to a scam because they're really smart cyber criminals and really smart people can fall prey to them. It's not just people who, you, you know, aren't internet savvy or or you know, don't know what they're doing with their smartphone. It can really be anyone. So a really important thing is that if you are scammed, don't be afraid to talk about it, um, whether it be to an authority figure or to indeed just a family or, or friend. It's really important to um, share your story and potentially that can be a really good way of protecting other people.
0: Because this is just sort of kids or uh, geeks maybe, you know, playing tricks. I mean, this is well, I'm assuming some of this can be very, very well organised crime gangs.
2: Definitely right. And oftentimes they are based offshore in terms mm-hmm. of that's how they'll kind of trap their victims. They'll they'll have a set up overseas and then, um, you know, go about finding their victims in Australia and, and calling them. They've got very, very smart methods that, you know, boggle my mind. And the, the tricky thing mm-hmm. is, I think with scammers is they're constantly changing their tact in terms of what kind of scams they they kind of run and how they lure their victims. I know with phishing scams, sometimes the emails can be about package deliveries or it can be, I know, during COVID times there were some COVID scams going around where they, you know, get you to verify your details through the guise of it being a COVID-related, um, uh, I guess, call out for information but it wasn't in fact it was you know just another scam so really important to kind of stay um, abreast of what's happening in the world and indeed what potential scams these people could be using.
0: Sometimes people say look I only give my number to my kids I only give my number to my uh, very close friends I don't give my number to anyone but I still get these calls. How
2: can that happen? Well, I think, I guess, without going into the technical side of things, I think, you know, with us using our mobile phones for everything from, you know, searching where the the nearest best restaurant is or or using it to order cars or online shopping, we are constantly logged on. And whether we like it or not, um, you know, our data is constantly being used by companies and sometimes it can fall into the wrong hands. So I think Mm. in many cases, this is how, um, you know, people. We'll get those random calls. Um, you know, they they are, have gotten their data somehow. Unfortunately, sent off to the wrong people, and this can—it's just a fact of life. So I think, unfortunately, at the moment, it's just very much of uh, about um, you know us staying aware of where we're giving our numbers to, but also being aware that if we do get a phone call, to kind of just pause and think, hey, was I expecting this phone call or? Maybe I should, you know, get them to call me back if they're if they're really, um, you know, a legitimate company or, or organization.
0: I've had calls like this, and I occasionally I, uh, say, "Look, give me your number. I'll call you back just to prove you this is legit."
2: Exactly right, and that's one of our really, um, I guess, top tips, if you'll call it, Peter. Getting the company to call you back or doing you getting their number and you giving them a call back, that can be a really good way of, um, you know, trying to verify if they are a legitimate company or who they say they are.
0: What about some other tips? So uh, That's one. Uh, um... You know, as so I say, ask for their number. If they don't want to give it to you, then uh, that race a red flag. That's-
2: exactly right. And we really recommend never providing personal details such as credit card information or online account information um, to the caller if, if they're claiming to be from your bank or other Uh, another organization as you said ask for their name and number give them a call back or check with the organization independently another really important one is that if you do have access to a smartphone or you are using a computer avoid clicking on links or attachments that have been sent and ask for your personal details especially if you weren't expecting them really be aware of spelling or grammatical errors in texts or emails claiming to be from a reputable company um that's a really big red flag that you could be dealing with someone or indeed um, something that is a phishing scam if it's got all sorts of errors throughout it um it's very unlikely to have come from reputable organization
0: because often uh, you know some of the chelcos uh Uh, even the banks say, you know, we won't won't ring you for your details. That's not the way we operate. So if if your bank says that to you and then you get a call saying, this is your bank, well, uh, you know, that's kind of not adding up, is it?
2: Exactly right, Peter. And I know we were talking about um, almost doing a reverse call on the person that has called you, but a great way um, to check if the the text or the email is legitimate if you are using that kind of technology is to do a google search of the text inside the email or phone message if it's a scam there might be a reference to it on a website such as scam watch so there could be um, there's some great resources out there on the internet at the moment that kind of identify common scams so this is a really good way to check just do a reverse a reverse kind of search on that text in that phone message or indeed email
0: because the scam watch is a uh, government run isn't it so it's uh, very legit uh, very much uh Um, you know, can can be trusted.
2: That's exactly right. And we um, at Crime Stoppers always reference that as a really good resource because obviously we deal with all sorts of crime prevention, including cybercrime, but the ACCC Scam Watch is um, a wonderful resource and constantly being updated with um, up to, uh, I guess, current scams and what's kind of uh, if you want to call it trending, um, trending <laughs> on the internet and indeed um, phone calls at the moment for these cyber criminals.
0: People have got uh, message back on their mobile phones, uh, You know, maybe even message back or answer machines at home. I think some people still have them if you're a little bit old-fashioned like I am. Um, If people ring and
2: don't leave a message, is that a bit of a clue as well? I think so, um, Peter. I mean, all these rules that we are referencing today, they're, they're not hard and fast. I mean, there will sometimes be exceptions, but as a general rule of thumb, if you're getting a message and it sounds like a robot on the other end or Mm. the voicemail has been left by something that sounds like you wouldn't expect it to, definitely do that um, independent check with the organisation that that call has claimed uh, to have come from. For example, if I got a voicemail from my bank and I'm with, I don't know, Bank Vic or ComBank, I could either, you know, visit the branch or give them a call on the number that they've provided me to just to say, hello, did you call me at 4pm on March the 3rd? And if they say, no, we didn't, we don't need anything from you, then, you know, you've pretty much worked out that that call was a scam. So it's very much, um, even though it might seem like a bit of a, a pain doing your own independent checks, it's really important because it means that you can protect yourself from getting scammed and losing, you know, your hard-earned
0: money, and just the stress of it. I mean, even you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I know people can, if they report it quickly, can maybe get, uh, you know, their their card stopped. So uh, you know, not too much damage can be done with it, for example. Mm-hmm. But just the stress and the hassle of having to go through all that sort of stuff is. You know, you can't even you can put a price on that, let alone the, the, the money that, that that might be taken from you.
2: You're very right, Peter. I mean, I think many of us time and time again, unfortunately, have kind of, you know, misplaced a, a driver's licence or a credit card and, and people know the pain or if it's been stolen in the past of getting it replaced. It's all, you know, valuable time that you could be spending doing other things um, and you don't want to go through the the pain. Um, and I think in very much, in many cases, emotional pain too. You can. Mm-hmm. Mm. be a really um you know awful feeling to know that someone has your personal details or or has your cash it, it's exactly like a I, I guess having a home robbed but in a very much you know 21st century kind of way that's for sure
0: <laughs> and if it's you know your parent or uh you know an elderly uh, neighbor or whatever i mean you know again you know they're, they're trying to just get about their lives day to day they don't need this sort of uh, stress or uh, interruptions to, to sort of uh, mess up their time so uh you know, exactly. I mean, it can affect anyone, but older people, I guess, you know, maybe because it's uh, a bit of, a, as you say, twenty first century crime. So, I think, mean, what the hell is going on here?
2: Exactly right, Peter. Well, the thing is, too, um, it, it might seem like a simple tip, but phishing scams—the most commonly, co- common sorry, age bracket targeted by this kind of scam was, was over sixty five. So, okay. it could just be, which is, you know, really interesting because I think. Um, As I said, it can affect all age groups, but the over 65s are the most targeted. So I think it goes without saying, but a simple conversation with a family member or friend about what to look out for, um, you know, and sharing some of the information that we've talked about today could really um, help protect a loved one from falling victim to a cyber criminal. So very much just a phone call to them or, you know, just over a cup of tea or, you know, a nice little, you know, walk or chat could make all the difference.
0: And obviously, if uh, people do suspect that something is happening or they've been uh, had, for the want of a better term, then a call to Crime Stoppers. So I guess if you can uh, sort of collate a bit of a trend, or as you say, a bit of a uh, an idea of you know how things are shaping up in a certain area, that can probably provide a lot of clues that. Might be able to track people
2: down. Exactly right, Peter. And I think um, in terms of what people should do if they've fallen um, victim to a scam, it's really important to contact your bank or financial institution immediately if you think you've handed over money to a cyber criminal. You can also make a report to the Scam Watch website. Um, and that's where they kind of get all that information about how many reports were made. And through sharing what's happened to you, you can help protect other people, which is really important. Important. And we've also got some really good information about how to protect yourself from cyber criminals on the Crime Stoppers Victoria website. So quite a few, few resources there, um, but I think really valuable ones too.
0: All right. Well, give us your website. Uh, we've uh, covered a lot of territory, but I think there's been a lot of good information there. And um, well, hopefully none of our listeners are going to be scammed, but if they are, they've got you know, a little bit of uh, an idea of what, what uh, steps they can take.
2: Absolutely, Peter. So it's www.crimestoppersvic.com.au. That's www.crimestoppersvic.com.au. Lexi, good to catch up again. We'll speak next month. Always a pleasure, Peter. Thank you so much.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.